0: Hello and welcome back to the edition podcast. I'm your host Charlotte Henry and this week you get not one but two Charlottes because Charlotte Tobit from the Press Gazette is here. I'm so thrilled to have you. How are you Charlotte? Happy New Year. Hello Charlotte. <laughs> uh, always
1: a weird thing to say as another Charlotte but yes,
0: happy New Year to you too. Thanks uh, I, I promise you will only say this once. You're of course the UK editor at Press Gazette and well You've been doing a lot of work, a lot of very excellent work on the New York Times and its battle with open AI and the world of AI more generally. Uh, you wrote a fascinating, very long, beautifully researched story Um right at the start of the year on the first sort of the first day back i don't quite know how your brain was in place to deal with that after christmas for such a long in-depth effort right you can't see charlotte's face she's indicating that her brain was in fact not in gear (laughs) Uh, and you followed it up today with another whopper of that's basically revealing that there was a real you've quoted to calling it a high value partnership between the new york times and open ai let's Start at the beginning, which is the New York Times has taken out a lawsuit against OpenAI and Microsoft because of their la- large language models (LLMs) using a lot of New York Times content. And obviously, there is a relationship between OpenAI and Microsoft, a very, very prominent one, as we saw in the Sam um, Altman saga, not that long ago. Although it feels rather <laughs> a long time ago in the world of AI, doesn't it? So. Let's break it down. The, the top of your story says New York Times has claimed its copyrighted content is, quote, disproportionately used in, a, in OpenAI and Microsoft's generative AI products. Right. So I, as I was reading your story, that seems it basically New York Times has found huge amounts of its content are the backbone of these large language models, Right.
1: Yeah, like millions of its um, articles, whether news, investigations, opinion, reviews, kind of wire cutter, um, yeah, review uh, of products. And it, um, it kind of analysed all these data sets and worked out that um, how much of it, uh, how much of the training mix its articles made up and um, kind of had a graph in the lawsuit showing it was the most represented news organisation Um some of the ones after it were like the Los Angeles Times Guardian Forbes HuffPost. um what's what I found quite interesting was in the the biggest data set in the training mix uh uh New York Times domain was um third overall domain uh, within Do that behind I, the and, New York
0: yeah, uh
1: yeah NYTimes.com, uh, it was a third overall behind only Wikipedia, which is completely not surprising, and a database of US patent documents, mm. and then the New York Times. So that's that's what it's saying in its lawsuit, and therefore it's saying obviously how much OpenAI has relied on it for training, um, and there's a lot that comes from that, but I'll let you ask.
0: <laughs> yes, well, there is, you're absolutely right. There's a huge amount that comes from that, and we could dissect, for example, whether... Wikipedia is reliable enough and who is contributing to Wikipedia for it to be the backbone of these models. And we could do the whole conversation about if only straight white men can, conti- uh, you know, contribute to LLMs, what are they going to punch out? But we won't do that yet because we're going to stay in the courtroom. Um, and th- I mean, the arguments are kind of fascinating. Basically, the New York Times is saying we're so important because of all the numbers you've just crunched for us, Charlotte. And then Say, but we're not getting money, we're not having, you know, there's no credit, there's not even proper, I think it, what was it? Prominent was the phrase it used hyperlinks back to mytimes.com, even yeah. though you're scraping the stuff from the website. And actually we've had enough and it leads to a wider point, really. I understand why the New York Times on its own terms has gone into battle on this for those reasons that it's set out. This is not not my opinion. That's the reasons it's set out, and I understand them. But equally, has the horse already bolted? Like, (laughs) these models exist. Chat GPT-4 exists. Like, is it almost too late?
1: if If the New York Times wins and gets its way, I mean, I personally think this is extremely unlikely, but what it ultimately wants in the lawsuit is for all uh llm's trained on its content to be destroyed and to start again basically with stuff that they say complies with copyright law so i mean you may say the horse has bolted but they're saying well let's put it back in and start again uh, legally that that's their argument yeah there's um, a
0: really interesting thing about the copyright isn't there because open ai says it's not breaking copyright if you could explain that
1: Um, This is obviously with a particular view to US copyright law, Mm. but um, there is some version of this within UK law as well. But it's saying that it comes under fair use, which um, basically it it counts fair use if it um, if the use is like transformative. So it's adding something new and doesn't just substitute what's come before. So they're obviously saying, well, we're creating a completely new innovative product that um doesn't already exist therefore it's fair
0: use yes uh, that's this is the idea of this transformative so it's not so if you and i copy and paste a new york times article into one of our articles and don't credit it and pretend it's our own work that is obviously breaking copyright it's plagiarism can't you're not allowed to do it uh but open as you say is saying it's quote-unquote transformative i.e turning one thing into something new um Mm -hmm. There's a slight problem with this is that the New York Times had demonstrated that uh, sometimes OpenAI pushes things out verbatim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, well, we'll, let's deal with that first because we'll come on to the question of the sort of hallucinate, hallucinization and the other inaccurate stuff
1: later. Yeah, there are kind of two, uh, two yeah. issues that New York Times says, well, these are completely different, but they're both bad and therefore they can both be in there. Um the thing about say um the first one you mentioned, um, New York Times referred to it as memorization. Um my in my second story on this you've mentioned, which is um literally just been published, um I've <laughs> yeah, got what... Thanks to Open you, Editor, AI. for that.
0: So I could really prepare, <laughs> really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um basically open AI of power a fine kind of digested and power statement in response to the New York Times and um in its response it, it um responds to this point of what it calls regurgitation uh, re, regurgita- re, that one yeah <laughs> regurgitation I think there we go so um um To tell you what New York Times said first, basically it said that um, ChatGPT and the other tools um, sometimes just put out verbatim or almost verbatim versions of like several paragraphs in a row of New York Times articles. Or you like you can specifically ask it, like, give me the first five paragraphs of this story and it will do that. Um, OpenAI, though, say that um, that's. A rare thing that they're working really hard to get to zero um they say it's a failure of the learning program process when that happens right. um however um they kind of fire some shots at new york times mm. and it's also in its response to that particular bit because it's saying and i quote it seems they intentionally manipulated prompts often including lengthy excerpts of articles in order to get our model to regurgitate um, so they're basically saying, or well, they go on to say the New York Times either instructed the model to regurgitate or cherry pit their examples from many attempts. On the last point, I would question, like, even if they did cherry pit them from many attempts, like, even if it's happening a few times of many more prompts, like, surely that's still bad. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, we should say, guys.
0: yes, we should say that obviously this is an ongoing legal case you and i are just sort of reporting and discussing what is actually happening we you know we can't say at this stage who is right or wrong because the case is still yeah. playing out so we're sort of trying to give both sides of it uh, and in that spirit I'll, I'll i'll let you catch your breath and read a little bit more of what Chat Deep, well, OpenAI said in response. They said, we had explained to the New York Times that like any single source, their content didn't meaningfully contribute to the training of our existing models and also wouldn't be sufficiently impactful for future training. Their lawsuit on December the 27th, which we learned about by reading the New York Times, came as a surprise and a disappointment to us. And that's obviously tackling the issue we, we discussed earlier about the, what the New York Times finished believes uh is how much their content is used how much their articles and news work and opinions and their wire cutter reviews and all the rest of it uh, and part of all of that is the new york times is claiming that basically it's losing money because of all of this because people are not having to go to com, they're not buying products via the wire cutter affiliate links and so on and so forth that's really at the core of it isn't it exactly and um
1: as well as chat GPT so sort of um some other publishers um so my new story mentioned some submissions to the uh lords committee um inquiry Inter- committee, yeah. elements yeah and um uh, so the guardian and the mail kind of both making the point of like if um as bing is already doing um you have more ai generated search engine results um and they give you more answers and maybe they do have a link at the bottom, but it's either not too prominent or they've already given you so much information, basically, that no one really has a need to click through. So, um, yeah, it, it still, it, for all of these publishers, it can affect, yeah, click through, which can affect advertising revenue, subscription revenue, if you're a payable publisher, mm-hmm. um, as you say, affiliate revenue for any e-commerce based sections. Um, and also, um, uh, this may be a segue if you want to get onto hallucinations, but trust yes. it can affect all of this can affect trust in those, which can also secondarily have that knock-on effect onto revenue as well. So yeah. there's a lot of um, factors feeding in.
0: I do want to get onto hallucinations, but let's just finish up this core point around copyright and sort of ad revenue. First of all, I love the idea of the Mail and the garden being on the same side in a, any kind <laughs> of battle, which I do enjoy. But that is really a serious point because of, as you say, those what's it, SGE search generated uh, those responses. We, I've touched on it a bit more before in the show, but we should do it a bit more. We're already seeing it on Google, aren't we? If you put in something, you can sometimes see a quite significant or meaningful part of an article that is answering your questions. You could put, for example, a medical uh, query into Google, which although we all don't pretend to, we all know we do it. Um, and Dr. Google is, we'll see you now. And you can see a little art bit on the top that sort of answers your questions. And you never bother to click through to anything else. And that doesn't help the site, as you say, which has given you the answer. You know, you've laid it out perfect. It doesn't help their click through. It doesn't help their ad revenue. It doesn't help. You're not going to subscribe to that site if you've already seen the answer and you're not going to buy any products that's an affiliate there affiliated there so it's a real big issue and we know already never mind open ai we know that separately uh, a lot of publications are worried about this those the way search results are changing
1: yeah exactly i mean even um you know a a few years ago there was kind of that boom in writing for google and for seo and you'd get all the articles Mm -hmm. of like you know what time is the football match kind of cracking down on that and having Short answers to that in Google felt like kind of the the first um, nail in that coffin and taking away that potential. But yeah, it's moved on a lot since then. And as you say, we'll give you a lot more detail than ever before.
0: Yeah, I should say I do have the pleasure of writing lots of those kind of how to watch articles, um, which, you know, I hope provide a service to people. But Oh I I click I click on them. <laughs> exactly. We all do it and that's why they exist and that I'm pleased for all sorts of reasons. I'm pleased they exist. But the point is that it's not great for the publishers for all the reasons we've just gone over if Google is taking the square of your article, which has that little answer in it, and you're not reading clicking through to the new article. And I guess back to the sort of open AI versus Microsoft versus new york times element of this that is part of the ai story right they're worried that this is going to get more prominent and open ai and particularly uh, microsoft with bing are going to really contribute to that problem
1: yeah because uh, obviously as you said um people people are kind of talking about the lawsuit in terms of open ai but it's microsoft as well and within that it's the products it's already been making for bing that are kind of powered by chat gbt as part of that partnership so i think people when they think about the search engines, do just think about google but yeah microsoft's kind of ahead with this on bing and um clearly the publishers um are, are genuinely worried
0: yeah and we'll obviously see what happens with. Uh, Apple and Siri, and it's part of that. How many devices have I just set off for people? I'm sorry. Um, And, you know, all that kind of thing. And I guess, I don't know if you got this impression from reading the documents and reporting out this story. I guess the New York Times kind of feels like it's the frontier for the whole of media. It's fighting this not just for itself, but for its rival publications. Yeah, so what's
1: interesting is that, or interesting to me, uh, I find this fascinating. So the New York Times first went to OpenAI to, to kind of start negotiating in April. Right. Um, and then OpenAI has basically said they had appeared to be progressing constructively on this right up until their last spoke on the 19th of December. And then, as we now know, the New York Times filed the copyright complaint on the 27th of December, so 12 days later with Christmas in the middle of that. So um, it's unclear what triggered the New York Times to go from that negotiation to saying enough's enough and doing that. And um, OpenAI is now saying that they thought that there was this kind of proposal on the table for what they describe as a high value partnership, which would have showed a, a tribute. Attribution to um, kind of up to date New York Times reporting in ChatGPT, and so solve that problem of of giving them credit and and obviously paying them for it. Um, but for whatever reason, and I'd love to know what was kind of the final straw for New York Times. They said no, um, you're still taking the risk.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's fascinating. I also. Would love to have been at those lawyers' Christmas dinner tables because they must have been thrilled to have to be dealing with that over Christmas. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas! Take on one of the biggest tech companies one of the most prominent tech companies in the world. Have fun. Yeah, it, it it is fascinating. But let's get on to this point of hallucinations, which I can now pronounce, and that basically in common English is basically when the the Chat GPT model or any AI model spits out something that is basically just not true, but does it on the basis of the prompt and it thinks it's true and is sort of mimicking for in this example the New York Times. Have I understood that correctly?
1: Yeah, so for example, in the lawsuit, there are some uh examples of um New York Times headline or supposed New York Times headlines, um, um. Yeah, the one and they used, isn't Things there? that they'd reported. Yeah, study finds possible yeah. link between orange juice and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. But in fact, the New York Times never wrote that article. Um, and then uh, we've already mentioned Wirecutter, but um, as well as taking Wirecutter's affiliate revenues, it can also be massively damaging, the New York Times says, to its reputation because it found examples of um kind of it's saying that these were Cutter recommendations when in fact they completely were not and wirecutter had never recommended them or written about them so um those are two of the examples in the lawsuit and it's am really um... serious
0: like people care about this health information that they get online and if you read it you think it's coming from a establishment and outlet as trustworthy trusted and for many people trustworthy as the new york times if you hear link between orange juice and non kids' lymphoma from the New York Times, that's really going to worry people. Yet it was complete nonsense because the New York Times has never published that article. And as far as you and I, non-scientists, are aware, <laughs> that's the link is a nonsense as well. It's not a real thing. And, you know, Wirecutter relies very heavily on its reputation. And they take that very, very seriously. Again, if that is damaged in any way, that's a huge problem. By false information not their mistakes you know their mistakes it's their problem but if there's a tool online generating false attribution that's a huge problem
1: yep exactly and it's kind of it's interesting because it is something that's been known about for months and months and um i, I guess i don't know how much progress has been made of cracking down on these types of hallucinations it's um there seems to be a question mark in the industry over whether they're just something you have to accept as a small minority or like it will always happen with these AI tools, or whether the AI um companies can get rid of them altogether if they um or you know if they spend enough time working on it. I mean, last year, for example, we kind of first wrote about that sort of thing when um The Guardian said it um Basically, academics got in touch saying that um, chatbots had told them about Guardian articles with certain headlines and certain named bylines who were real Guardian journalists, but that they couldn't find these articles online. So they got in touch with the newspaper and they were like that they did a lot of research internally and couldn't find any trace of the other articles. So obviously discovered that they weren't real. And um, that's a real problem because they don't know. As you, yeah, there could be other stuff like this orange juice thing that is that has a real effect on trust,
0: mm. oh, or worries people, or whatever you know mm. causes concern to people. Yeah, it's a it's a huge problem. And um, the times in that uh, lawsuit says basically that it's they call it misinformation, don't they? They say in plain English, it's information misinformation, mm. um, which is the best way to think about. it And obviously, has quite a lot of. Salience in the world where you know we worry about misinformation and fake news, and so on. Um, as we've we discussed, the, the OpenAI were surprised by this; they were sort of didn't see this coming because you've laid out that timeline of doing a deal. Um, but other people, major publishers, have done a deal with OpenAI. Uh, it yes. was Axel Springer, yes. wasn't it? Uh, Associated
1: Press was first; they were right. earlier in the year. And then in um, December, not long before New York Times lawsuit, yeah, Axel Springer did one that base um, it like um, let's uh, let's OpenAI use Axel Springer uh, content for its um, training, which involves um, sorry, Axel Springer brands include like Politico yeah. and. Business inside and some major German brands. Um, and it also will um show, you know, Axel Springer content with attribution and stuff in results. So it's kind of a two-way thing there. Um so yeah, it's interesting, but it's still only really those two major ones. OpenAI has done a couple of other deals with like initiatives to do with journalism. So kind of i guess to be seen supporting the news ecosystem mm. um but yeah no other publishers yet although uh, it certainly sounds like other negotiations or conversations are happening so it'll be interesting to see who or what happens next with those
0: i mean i find this whole thing fascinating the, when people talk about web 3 in the metaverse I'm sure I've said this before, so sorry to listen to this if I bored you and said this before. But, you know, with Web in the Metaverse, I was pretty dismissive from the start, particularly when it came to news. And I think so far my prediction of it is, and my perception of it is holding up okay. It was very clear when ChatGPT, whatever it was, the one that broke it, was it three or four that really got everyone's attention? Uh, it was pretty clear it was a game changer. There was no doubt about this. And having had all sorts of conversations about uh, about AI and news, newsrooms are really worried about it. One might argue almost too worried about it. Um, I, part of that, I think, is because they were so caught on the hop by social media in that sort of era of the web that they're determined not to make the same mistakes again, and that could potentially be leading to, a, leading to an overreaction. And... The other thing is, it's a really big issue. <laughs> like, If you're producing stuff and someone is scraping it for free to churn out content that may replace people reading your stuff, that's a problem. So uh, I can understand these huge reactions. And as I said, I think the New York Times has sort of taken on at the mantle of being the defender of journalism in this. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out in 2024. Now, you and I are not going to predict the outcome of, of a case. Uh, we wouldn't dare because 8 million different things could ha- happen during this trial. Um,
1: but it, it's If they to be... guess the trial, they might still go back to the negotiating table.
0: Well, quite. And if you asked me to put some money on what will happen, that would be my guess. But we will see, because I suspect it doesn't suit anyone to fight this out in a New York courtroom. Um, but we shall see on that. Uh, and I... I think we, the thing we've forgotten about AI, certainly at this stage of its development, and this case demonstrates it perfectly, is that it needs stuff to go in, in order to push the to get stuff out. These models need stuff created by humans, in order to produce a response, and that obviously the New York Times is aware of that and aware of it, the importance of its work in training those models. Whereas, I guess when you talk to other people in the media, Charlotte, when you are they conscious of this? Are they comfortable with it? What's the general response you're getting from within the industry?
1: I'd say people are concerned or like aware that it does need good content. And that's why I think some sort of, I mean, yeah, some sort of licensing deal they would probably say is the best thing because then um they can have trusted content but the publishers creating that um trusted content and legitimate content are um remunerated and made sure that they can keep um keep producing it because so um i mentioned before the submissions from uh the guardian um they said some big stuff in the submission to the Lords about um, the potential danger to the open web in general because uh, and trusted content on the open web, just as you're saying, because if they can't keep producing it because there's no revenue because of all the um, threat to revenue that we were discussing because uh, with the New York Times, mm-hmm. then what's the incentive for anyone to create this um, content and then obviously AI stuff will just be trained on rubbish if there's not enough good stuff or mm-hmm. yeah I think some sort of there's got to be some way some compromise um, and obviously publishers like the Guardian will say you know we um, have licensing deals with all sorts of other companies why can't we have them with AI companies too
0: uh, and that point about the F word is obviously pretty prominent coming from the Guardian and the Mail who have two of the biggest news websites in the world with basically no paywall yeah so- I mean, the
1: guardian in particular obviously they've um made a almost a moral thing to keep it for free so they're they're really talking from that perspective mm-hmm. of we believe that this content should be out there for free and if it's not then that's dangerous basically
0: Absolutely, yes. They make a huge if I mean if you look at the Guardian website, they make a huge point of it. The mail, it's obviously because they think they can get enough page views and ad revenue. And there's I mean, there is mail plus, isn't there? But which you and I both were sto- I bounced off one of your stories about that, how that's slightly expanding. But that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, those are two websites that make a whole point of basically being free to access. And so if they're pushing back on that idea and the importance of the open web. Which I think is a very valid point. Uh, it you know that's got to be taken seriously from those kind of publishers. Uh, uh, it is interesting this because obviously the, the Times, New York Times, talks about subscriptions, but actually you can't have. Well, we're not going to do the whole subscription fatigue peak peak subscription conversation, but there is a point to the prominence of the open web where you can't just close everything off. If for no, other, you know just because, you know, maybe people are scraping it or because you can't get enough revenue other ways because, you know, it could be an after effect of something like OpenAI. If the only way you can read a whole article and keep your publication and therefore keep your publication going is by a subscription, that's going to have all sorts of knock-on effects, which I guess is what the garden is getting at in its submission.
1: Yeah, I think so, exactly. But then equally... uh as part of that the ai stuff could mean that no one buys a subscription so it's kind of a a tricky circle a tricky loop
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's all sort of uh, yeah you can't have you're not getting enough display ad revenue or affiliate revenue or whatever but equally because you can go into chat gpt and say what's the guardian article about xyz and it will spit out most of it for you or no actually what's the new york times article behind a subscription
1: Hmm.
0: you're not going to bother subscribing to it if i can read a Wall Street Journal article without having to pay for it I'll be very happy so you know that that it's it is for me it's exacerbating many of the issues you've been writing about about in the media for quite a long time
1: exactly this feels like um how this goes or how other deals go and um um, all these conversations over the next year, I think, are quite a major crunch point. I mean, like you compared it to the arrival of, of how people responded to the arrival of social media, but some people have even compared to the arrival of the internet full stop mm. because um, it's kind of that um, potentially transformative in terms of the way people use the internet. So, um, you know, maybe you think that's an exaggeration, maybe you don't, but... I think it is going to be a significant year in kind of determining how these uh, online models can look going forward.
0: Yeah, I have to say, as time goes on, I increasingly think it's not an exaggeration, actually. I think the disruptions it's got, uh, you know, I think there are some people in the industry over panicking in the sense that it's something that can be navigated and managed. And I think the media industry is almost so traumatised, like everything that's happened in recent years that every new change it sees as the next apocalypse but that doesn't downplay the significance of what is happening and therefore the significance of the case this copyright battle that you you've been reporting on you know
1: yeah what's the
0: space well I think that's right and then uh, 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 it'll be interesting also of course if other publications are get confidence on the back of the New York times going into bat if they do the same. Now, obviously Microsoft slash open AI can keep funding these legal battles and fight it out because it's so it's obviously completely fundamental to them, but obviously the pub- publishers think it's fundamental to them. You just sort of an end time event that they have to, if not fend off, navigate in some way successfully. Uh, Do you get a sense that other publishers are going to come ploughing into this legal battle?
1: Mm, Well, in that mail submission that I mentioned, which was filed in kind of early autumn, I think, Mm. they did say they were like actively looking at legal action. Obviously, that's still not happened at this point. Um, Others, I think, were in that stage of kind of assessing it. And now I wonder if they'll want to... I I don't I don't I guess it'll go one of two ways and I don't know which way either sit back and see how the new york times thing goes or decide oh we can if we also do this it kind of adds weight behind it maybe mm. and then so you might get a few more as well mm. I don't know which Bit way of a numbers yeah exactly i guess it might be slightly complicated it might be easier because obviously new york times one is in a US court it might complicate it to have it in different jurisdictions it might be easier to just have US to start I don't know um because the copyright law is slight although it's kind of the same principle it's slightly different um so they might you know you might be able to argue that it wouldn't be applied in exactly the same way in the UK but and
0: obviously open AI you and Microsoft etc cetera, etc cetera, based in the US yeah
1: Well, if they're operating here, you can do it in the UK too, I presume.
0: I would assume so. So I guess some of that is also a calculation which court you're most likely to have success in. As Mm. tends to be the way with these things. (laughs) Well, it's going to be fascinating to watch. uh, You know, the House of, we should say, the House of Laws Communications and Digital Select Committee might sound a bit of an aloof, funny board. You could make all sorts of joke about what do the laws know about the internet, but actually. On plenty of occasions, it's packed a punch that committee. So that, as well as a sort of very high-profile court case, is going to be something to watch. We might see, you know, we might see the Lords, or indeed the commons, um, relevant committees drag people to them to appear in front of them. I, I can very much see that happening in 2024. Um, yeah. so it's all going to be hugely interesting to watch, and we will drag you back here. As things develop we'll, and you keep doing brilliant reporting on it, we'll definitely have you back to explain it all. Uh, Charlotte, where can people keep up with all this work we've discussed?
1: Uh, quite simple, uh, pressgazette.co.uk. Um, that's the main place. We've got um, our daily email newsletter, which you can find on Substack as well. It's probably the easiest place now, which uh, Substack's much easier than what we are using before. Um, so if you just search Press Gazette there, I think that is easy as well. Very
0: interesting indeed. I am, of course, at Charlotte A. Henry over various places in social media. Or I think I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on TikTok. Uh, head over to TheEdition.net for blogs and that kind of thing. You can also, of course, and please do head over to Newsletter.do.TheEdition.net to sign up to the podcast uh, to the newsletter directly. And of course, if you uh, start the year with a paid subscription, I would love you particularly. And there's a 20% sale off now, because it's January. We've got to have some January sales, right? So you can get a year subscription for a little bit cheaper as well if you sign up. Now, Charlotte, thank you so much for joining me once again. And I'll see you all next week Well, there'll only be one Charlotte on the show.